Monday, y'all. No matter what day you are listening to this episode, it is coming out on a Monday 15-minute fill-up. So I'm bringing you that Monday energy. Let's start this week energy strong. (laughs) And today you are listening to episode number 126, How to Hear No and Still Be a Hell Yes to Life. I mentioned in episode 123, there's quite a craft to naming episodes. And the longhand version is learning how to love hearing no while still living a hell yeah kind of life. So that's my uh, double name there. And I actually want to start this episode with a dedication. I would love to dedicate this episode to Ryan Long, the founder of Global Unity Foundation, and also the creator and uh, facilitator of the City Summit and City Gala events. Ryan, in an untimely passing, left us on this earth plane just last week. And, you know, I shared in a post that, you know, my timeline was full of his passing, but it was also full of his living while he was alive. I always saw him with a microphone in his hand and toes at the end of the stage, just encouraging people to live their heart unleashed. And so I would love to dedicate this episode to him because honestly, that is exactly what he did. He loved to hear no, but still lived a hell yeah kind of life. He was unstoppable in making global change, creating global change, igniting and inspiring global change by connecting conscious entrepreneurs, conscious human beings who have a mission and a message on their heart. And at the city summit and city gala events, he would fundraise for the global unity foundation was often directed at, um, ending sex trafficking. And also he, you know, if there's another cause to direct that money at, direct the resources that he would do that. I know that he was involved with helping orphanages. There's a couple different, um, couple different foundations that he funds with his foundation. And so if you're interested in still getting involved, I am sure that the um, directors will continue to have that cause and his legacy live on, if not stronger than ever. And so I would love to dedicate this this episode to him because he honestly made a huge difference in my life. Being connected to that network has been not only just beneficial for my career, beneficial as a human being, meeting people who like realizing, you know, when you're, when you're an entrepreneur and you're building a business, it can, no matter what you see, you can often feel alone in that forging a path and paving a way. And to go to any of his events and see people who often come from nothing or had traumas or that most of our missions and messages come from what went, you know, quote unquote wrong in our lives have fueled people to make a difference. And I genuinely believe that if you look in your life, oftentimes you are fueled by uh, what you were missing, what went wrong, what like kind of scarred you or traumatized you, you want to be able to correct that in the world. And so it's very natural and it's very beautiful. And it's not always from a broken place. It's from actually having healed yourself to know that there's still suffering in the world. And and Ryan was very committed to ending sex trafficking. He was very committed to creating consciousness and awareness in this world about what's going on and how we can actually join together to end those things and make a massive difference in stopping them. So 
much love. I said uh, in that post, he's not resting in peace. He is up in other dimensions, creating bigger moves with a lot less limitations of the physical realm. So uh, it's really nice to know that. It's nice to share that. And so if you're not familiar with him, you can still find um, City Summit, City Gala, and the Global Unity Foundation online. So if you want to tune in, you can actually become a monthly donor. That's what I do. You could also make donations in large, whatever, whatever really floats your boat and get involved. And so let's talk about this concept of learning to hear no while living a hell yeah kind of life. If you're an entrepreneur, as I just mentioned, that could be looking like starting a business and really putting yourself out there, asking to get hired, asking to speak on a stage, saying you want to start writing a book, like throwing yourself out there and people being like, uh, all right, like that doesn't make any sense or, oh, don't you know about businesses? They fail or you better be careful. You better look out. Is that really how you want to spend your money? Right? Those are all no's. So it's not just the word no, it's the disguise of no. People pretending they're looking out, not pretending, they are looking out for you. They think they're looking out for you, right? They think they're protecting you. And really it shows up like doubt and insecurity and fear. And it's usually their own. However, they're kind of projecting it And it feels like they're unsupportive of what you want to be up to. And this is not just a show for entrepreneurs. So let's talk about a couple different places and ways that we hear no, right? The recent college grad or maybe the recent high school grad going to college, getting their first job. It could be trying out for the team, right? And failing, getting rejected, hearing no, not being put on the team, not getting accepted, getting a a decline letter. And then also applying for different jobs where, sorry, we went with someone else, or this could translate into looking for love in your life, getting on those damn dating apps, um, going on dates, meeting people, blind dates, like setting up others and, or, you know, trying to go out there and just organically meet people or at work, whatever. It can be a scary thing when you're putting yourself out there. And then, and then right behind that is that you're actually in a relationship and then there's the breakup or a divorce or a separation. And those are all versions of no, uh, like no and no more that can really, really sting, especially if maybe at this point, all three listed you have had happen, right? So we hear no so many times in our life. You could be reaching for goals, long, short, big, and small, where you just don't reach them. And it feels like a no from a higher power or God or the universe or nature is denying you what you want. So you feel no from even not just people, but circumstances, let's say. It may be in creating a new lifestyle. You're trying to get healthier. You're trying to get sober. You're trying to lose weight and start a new lifestyle and start working out more. And there's this nagging no, like (laughs) you could sit on the couch eating bonbons. You could, oh, just one drink or, you know, um, that one that one cookie is not going to make the difference, right? Those are all no's to what you've committed to yourself or no to your word to yourself. And it's like this nagging thing. It's because it's within you, the willpower and the tug of war that you have in which way you want to go and which way you know is right and not doing some of those things and then feeling bad about it. It could be that you're ready to relocate or start a passion project, or maybe you just want to make a really big, bold move in your life. And there just seems to be no's from every different direction, right? 
I get it. I get it. And if that's you and it resonates on multiple layers, like this episode is for you, because we're going to talk about how to shift out of this, right? Uh, So no is one of the most triggering words in the English language. And I'm going to give you an example. Ready? No, 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 no. How's that feel? Where do you feel the strength of the word no in your body? As I said it, even just a few different ways. Did you feel your cheeks get hot? Did your throat tighten up? Did your hands clench? Do you feel braced for impact when you hear that word, especially in an aggressive way? Does it spark a memory? Does it have shame and guilt bubble up inside of you? You have to realize how effective this two-letter word can be. And whether it's said with the two-letter word or a phrase or a sentence or a letter doesn't feel good. And so you have to know your actual, physical, visceral response to this knowness. It activates fears. And so look for yourself at what fears the word no activates. Oftentimes it's the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, fear of not enoughness, fear of being found out, being flawed, being a burden, and it may actually trigger some trauma. I imagine that when you hear no said the few ways that I did, you can actually like feel the presence of the person that said it to you that way. And so you have to know that you actually have such a bodily reaction because if you, well, first you cannot shift that which you cannot see. You have to be able to understand and observe the adverse physical reaction to the word no, so that you can decide not to have that reaction anymore. Because we're talking about learning to love hearing the word no and living a hell yeah kind of life. So we're going to start to shift out of the of this word so that you cannot have a psychological response. You may have a physical response. And the more that you practice this, the more that you hear that word, no, it actually loses its effect. We have such an adverse reaction to the word no, because we do so many things not to hear it. We people please, we perform, we achieve, we do everything we can to avoid hearing no, because right behind it is all those fears. And we definitely love to avoid our fears. So I'm going to do this in two different steps. I want to hand you guys some things you can take into your life today that you can start being able to hear the word no and not have such a negative response and start living that hell yeah kind of life. So I'm going to give you five tips that live inside of like the beginner to intermediate stage. So if this is like bursting open new things to you, you're like, holy shit, I didn't know that hearing no literally made my cheeks hot and made me want to vomit. Um, That's something to be with. I'll never forget I actually didn't know what a reaction I had to the word no. And I was in a landmark seminar, the communication seminar, which I would highly recommend the communications course, but they pointed out how this communication affected us so much. And we literally were shouting the word no at each other. And I was in tears over the word no. So I never knew how strong my reaction was, but when I did, 
guess what, y'all? I took responsibility for it. And so um, I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase, but I think it's just phenomenal is um, trauma is not your fault, but healing is your responsibility. And it couldn't be more true. You can't change your traumas. You can't change your unhealed wounds. I shared that last week uh, on the episode 124, the equation that's causing your shitty manifestations. You definitely want to listen to that one too. We're going to dive into a couple different steps and activities that you can take on to be willing and able to hear the word no and not be discouraged and also keep your momentum and your vitality and your joy for life and your excitement for what you're up to and what you want to be up to. And number one is being able to identify it. Two is you have to start living intentionally. If you want to shift your relationship to this no word and this no concept, you have to become more intentional in observing your life and your reactions. You can't just be flying off the handle after every word, every time you feel rejected or dejected, you you just can't, you have to take responsibility and not get so far knocked off balance. And so A couple ways to not get knocked off balance is to know and find and create your center, right? So that way, you know, when you get off track so that you can actually come back to center and a way that in the beginning, especially, I really enjoyed doing this was making a list of core values. This is so valuable. I made a list of 10 core values and some of them are to unleash the hearts of others, to stay connected. So authentic connection, hilarious joy, uh, vulnerability, living out loud. Those are core values to love and be loved genuinely and without doubt or conditions. And so sitting down and just listing your core values is really going to help you stay centered on what it is you're doing and checking in on them every day. And then reminding yourself of your essence and your purpose. So Our ego really loves to take control of us and it's not that cool. And we hardly ever know it's happening until we're way up in the mess of it. And so knowing the energy of who you are, for example, I am heart, vitality, power, grace, and light. I was able to find those five words with the help in my coaching program and when I was becoming a coach and it made all the difference because for the last four years, if I get off center, it really helped when I was growing that for a year, I had people reminding me of my essence of those five words, but then I had to take it on for myself is to remember my essence, my energy, who I am as an energetic force in this world. I am heart and vitality and power, grace and light. And you know that anything I touch is touched by that essence, right? And so every episode is infused with it. Every project, every book, every course is infused with my essence and my purpose. My purpose is adventure. And I make as many things in life as I can an adventure. And so I actually do that work with my clients. I help them identify their essence, their purpose, and their core values. So if this is really intriguing and you don't know where to start, you can always book a 30-minute complimentary discovery call with me. And in my program, Time to Shine, I go through this work with people so that you walk away not only knowing it, but you have 12 weeks of enforcement and accountability that's going to help you integrate this into your life. And so this is an option, even if just listening to this episode sparks it for you and you're able to walk away and do it. Great. Awesome. Do that thing. And if you need a hand, 
you've got one right here reaching out for you always. Um, Another step, which actually, let's wrap this up, is support structures. You gotta have support structures in place and accountability in place. So I'm here offering my coaching to you. However, there are people in your life who will remind you of who you are, right? I have my best friend. I have my sister. I have another best friend. I can always call them. And then I have coaching colleagues who I could pick up. I literally have a list of 20 people that if I am in the depths of my own despair, I'm going to pick up that phone and reach my hand out. I do not expect to um, flounder, or I don't plan on floundering. And I also like, if I can't get out of it within 24 to 48 hours on my own, and I'm starting to spiral and not want to get out from under the covers, I pick up the phone and I highly encourage you to do that too, because we are not meant to struggle alone. I talk about this constantly. We are human species. We are a communal species. We are not meant to suffer in silence. That being said, this next tip is to be committed to not going back. Don't go backwards. And honestly, it's hard to share without like spending a lot of time proving it, but there really is no such thing as going backwards. Everything is a learning lesson going forwards. However, it's about not, it's, it goes back to being intentional. Quit repeating things and putting your hand on the hot stove of despair that you are willing to say, nope, yeah, no freaked me out. It didn't feel good. It burns, but I'm not going to let it trigger my anxiety, my stress, my trauma, and then start spiraling. And so one other piece of this for that beginner and intermediate stage is to start building new relationships. The more that you raise your vibration, people are naturally going to fall by the wayside and people are naturally going to come into your life who serve you. And so when people and things and places start to fall away, you want to release, 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 be willing to let go, be willing to let go of that, that no activates you. That's a big story. It doesn't have to, you could hear as many no's as you want. You guys, back to Ryan, he was raising hundreds of thousands of dollars for a cause that he believed in. And he would point at people in an audience and say, you, you get to the back of the room and you go de- donate a hundred dollars. You go buy that thing in the elephant, the white elephant sale and, or the silent auction and pay $10,000 so that we can save lives. And like people told him no for sure, told him that F off. I, I witnessed somebody say, I don't like the way you told me to pay something. It's like, Yeah, but he's on fire about what he's up to and he wouldn't stop for it. And so it's just, you can hear no, you can be rejected. You can have someone have a really negative opinion of you and still not be stopped for the cause that you care about, that you're passionate about. And if you spend just a little bit of time looking into your heart and listening to the whispers of your heart, you will know what you are so hell-bent on, what you are so passionate to do, that you will be able to live a hell yes kind of attitude in life in the face of any and every no coming your way. All right. So I want to talk to the little bit more advanced people, people who maybe already knew they can't hear that word no, and they have been climbing huge mountains and they're hitting peaks where, you know, naturally in progression, what tends to happen is you climb and you hit a plateau, you climb, you hit a plateau, you climb, you hit a plateau. And so when you're getting up at these new peaks and mountains, it's places you've never been before. You're like, well, shit, that old strategy, you know, my core values were, was a good strategy while I was growing, but they don't have the same oomph anymore. Right. 
This is where I highly recommend picking up a couple different practices. Number one, you better have a coach by now. Two, if you haven't done therapy by now, therapy is probably a great idea, especially if no's are still triggering you, especially if um, getting declined for certain opportunities still holds you back. If the fear of hearing no or being rejected is stopping you from making the next big breakthrough in your business or your mission and getting your message out there, this is for those getting advanced who are really committed. They're already in that hell yeah attitude, but they can still sense a little bit resistance. I call this willing but resistant. This is where you're going to need some professional support to really work out what exists, what's been really suppressed so that you could truly identify and move past it. Uh, in this sense, this is where if you are not journaling and meditating, you are stopping yourself. There is so much to be discovered in journal and meditation practices. And I'm going to add right on to that, a spirituality practice. Now you guys, there's religions, there's spirituality. Sometimes it's simply in journaling and meditation. There is that like the yoga practice. However, whatever works for you, whatever has you connected to the infinite source that we all come from, the oneness of humanity, because I'll tell you what, if you meet a true, uh, I want to say philanthropist, but if you really meet someone who's on their path, you can see it in their eyes that nothing is going to stop them because they realize they are nothing and they are everything. So there is no, no, there is no, yes, you're all just on your path and you're delivering freedom and enlightenment to any and everybody who's ready and hungry for it. And so there is no such thing as a barrier when you're truly on your path. And so journaling, meditation, spirituality, faith, connectedness is what's going to move you through any barrier that seems to show up, any setback that seems to show up. You're not even phased by it. Even if there's a little glitch, you're able to bounce back, recover, and get back into action. And so your environment is really important at this point. The people that you associate, that higher level of support is so vital. And then the last piece, which by the way, love y'all. I know these are called 15-minute fill-ups. We're going up to 25. It's worth it. It's worth pouring all this into you because we're at the last piece, which is truly, I call it advanced, but you should be doing this at every stage of transformation, self-celebration and acknowledgement. What I noticed, uh, I was on a call with a client today and it was like she had never been acknowledged because I simply asked her, what would you love to be acknowledged for? And she burst into tears like, oh my God, I don't know if I've ever been acknowledged. Like, And of course we all have, but we're just not present to it. You have to actively celebrate yourself. You have to actively acknowledge yourself. This is subconscious reinforcement that, hey, body, hey, mind, soul, spirit, energy, subconscious who has hangs on to every fear we have. It's okay to succeed. It's okay to go further. It's okay to face your fears. It is safe. Your ego and your inner critic are only barking at you because they fear that if you put yourself out there, you're going to not look good or you're going to get hurt or there's these perceived threats that your subconscious is protecting you from and it's part of your nature. If we didn't have that, we would be really stupid and irresponsible. If we had no fears, we'd be jumping off of things. We would be lighting fires we can't put out. 
And so whether they be literal or figurative, you got the subconscious serves a great purpose and mastery of the mind is so important at this stage. And self-celebration acknowledgement is a huge piece of that because y'all, I want to give you this tip. There's that overindulging perception about self-celebration where it's like Manny petties oh, I can have this extra piece of cake or um, let me go get this massage. And then we start spending too much money and it kind of spirals right into the same level of like uh, jacking this up. What I'm talking about is self-compassion, self-love, self-recognition, allowance of the self. And if you can lean into that, if you have compassion for yourself, which is self-celebration and self-acknowledgement, is simply compassion because you are a gift. And if you don't have compassion for the gift that you are, you will not deliver it. You're going to be spending way too much time beating the shit out of yourself to ever realize how gifted you are and how much the world needs your light. Okay? And when you build self-compassion, you naturally, it fuels your compassion for others. And this is where you get to hear any freaking no, and you can live a hell yeah kind of life because you have compassion for yourself and you're ready to help others have compassion for themselves. Oh my God, I am so lit up. We are going to wrap this episode up right here on a natural high. I love you guys. I love you so much that I want you to be able to hear any no. I want you to face any barrier, any setback, any letdown, and know that this is not the thing that will stop you in your life. This too shall pass and forever you will remain here. Your impact will remain. Ryan's impact will remain, you guys. His physical body is gone. His spirit is here. His legacy is present. And there are hundreds of thousands of people who are going to help that stay alive help his impact and legacy stay alive. You have that exact same potential. I love you. It is your turn to live your heart unleashed. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts. Hearts Unleashed.